Hey, 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 everyone. Hi. Uh, welcome to another episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. Holy crap. I am uh, Jeff May. Uh, you know that. Uh, and I have cool friends. And I have such a fantastic friend that I'm bringing to you. He's actually one of my best friends and one of the busiest people that I have ever met in my life. It is hard to For the nail- least amount of money. <laughs> also true. No, um, it, it is funny, like, because often, oftentimes you'll bring somebody on that's very busy and they do one thing. Uh, my guest, of course, is the amazing Eric Barnes. Eric, hi. Hello. Um, I tried to come up with a way to describe you in the way that I'm like, oh, he's a he's a comedian and a but you are a writer, an editor, a comic. You are uh, an occasional host. You yeah. are an actor. You do. <laughs> a you commentator. are. A, you are a commentator. <laughs> you are a. You do. You are a ring announcer. You do so much. (laughs) And I find you to be a fascinating person. I find you very interesting. You are uh, to the uninitiated, a terrifying man, uh, which I totally you, which is why totally why I I vibe with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, We have that in common. You do. You are. You're a very fascinating person. You're very cool. You do a lot of cool. And this is one of those times where I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know if you have anything really that you're promoting right now. I just wanted to talk to you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, I just want Eric let's, on. Let's just be friends and, and sh- we are. Yeah, we are yeah. cool friends. Yes, we are. Um, so we. Jeff is one of my cool friends. I wouldn't. I mean, that's all. I mean, it's, I, it's it's true though. Our origin story is not as wholesome as a lot of people's. No, is far from it. Um, I oh, it was at uh, it was at uh, Killer Mike or yeah. Mouthy Pants. I forget what the mic it was. was at the it time. was at Killer Mike's. It was at the other door bar. Yeah, it was yeah. at uh, a mic uh, run by uh, Vanessa Guerrero and mm-hmm. Kevin Anderson, and and I was there, and and I. I was I was ingrained in that. I was there at the genesis of the thing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was very like just a cat. One of the people that when someone shows up to the mic, they're like, oh, this f-ing guy's here because it's like, oh, he gets up early or something like that. And I was just feel I was in a good mood and I saw you and you are for, for the uninitiated, for the people that don't know Eric. Eric is you are massive. You are yeah. six five. I am six four. You are six four. Just an inch shy. Yeah. Uh, and just like a big, strong man. You're just, yeah. you're just a big. You're you're an intimidatingly large man, and and you have this. Uh, you have shocking red hair. <laughs> shocking red. <laughs> yes, it is red. It's well, it's not. I like, know it's red, but it's just like it's so so red that it's that it fills me with awe. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. And. The energy that you bring was a lot of the people that I kind of came up with when I was growing up in New England. Mm-hmm. The, the red hair is is so heavily prevalent in New England. It's such a powerful. And I think I, I was having a very good uh, you, extroverted day. You had a great day. I had the shittiest I day think you were having day. a very bad day. It was a very bad day. And, and, and it uh, had a lot to do with my appearance at the time. Because you had shaved your head or something? Or? No, I, I forget exactly the details because it was so long ago. But I do remember that I was either dealing with, you know, because I have some body dysmorphia stuff, which is something you and I oh, have yeah. camaraderie. Yeah, around. we both deal with it. Yeah. yeah, we both deal with it. Uh, but... You know, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm f-ing big. I know that I have red hair. I, I, you know, it's like I, yes, I'm aware because I've been living it, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue. Well, I was like ice breaking uh, it. You and, were I, ice and, and I was like, man, I was like, you look like, I, I think I said something. You like, look like a Boston guy. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, you look like a guy from where I'm from, man. You, you have good Boston energy on it. Yeah. And you were like, well, I'm not. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, cool. Uh, and I think I said something like, oh, I, that's cool. You know, you just, you, you had that energy. I know some people that look a lot like you and you're like, well, I'm not. And I was like, I'm going to go f myself. F you dude. Yeah. And then I left. Yeah. And then it was like, you, you like apologized without apologizing. You, you just kind of like, it was like the next week. It was the following week. Yeah. I, I did. I think I eventually really apologized at one you point did afterwards yeah after the fact but after i was laughing about the the our meat cute yeah our, well our meat hate um no i because here's the thing i was aware of who you were but i never had a face to the name but a lot of people are like oh you're tall just like jeff may oh you're into this <laughs> just like jeff may and blah 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 so you were uh, and all that and i didn't know and then there was the connection at, and it's like oh that was jeff may and i'm like oh f and I, you know, and I, I had a, I had a rough time. I had a bad day. No, but no excuses. I was an ass. Yeah. Uh, I was a big ass. And so the following week, I'm like, Hey man, I, I and you were very, I don't you were very courteous about it because like, yeah, you f***ed up, didn't you? Yeah, I, as soon as I'm like, Hey, you know, well, you know, and I sort of hem hawed explained myself, but you're like, yeah, you done f***ed up. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. He gets it. I don't, I don't grudge out. You no, know, like there's no, where, do, when do you have the f time? Yeah. It's that, that whole, when people say, oh, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. But with me, I'm like, eh, sometimes first impressions aren't great. I think it's yeah. funnier that way. It kind of is. It kind of made us better friends in I think the end, I, really. I, I think I generally win people over yeah. after that first impression, but I'm also used to negative first impressions because of my appearance. Yep. Which I think is something you probably also carry with you. Oh yeah, it probably is what happened earlier that day. Yeah, we have uh, we 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 have different and you have biker energy with your yeah. vis with your visualization. I have and biker I have, Viking energy, and I have yeah. biker cop. Yeah, 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 energy. Yeah, you're like a Viker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I throw bottles, you throw batteries. Yeah, that's kind of the. Yeah. And, and it, but it was very fun. And then we, it started to come down that we do have like, we, we are so, we were so much in common Yeah, and, and we became very fast friends and I got to see you doing a lot of the work that you do and all the stuff. And like, you are just a, and I hate to use the phrase because I think it's like kind of not great in our world, but you grind, man. Like you work because I have to, I know like, <laughs> like you and, and I've, there were times where I've, Cause I did those. Remember when um, I was writing articles yeah. for that Vimes company? They they were like this online publication, and they were like coming out strong. And they asked me to write articles for them, and I gave them a low quote just because I wanted to be published, which was stupid because yeah. that website doesn't even exist anymore. You always ask, "What's your budget first? Yeah, yeah, every and, time. And uh, I, I wrote these articles, but I was like, I need I need somebody to edit because I'm a perfectionist. And I needed to go to somebody before it went to a professional editor. I needed to send it to you. And you were like, absolutely. And you took like maybe 15 minutes and you sent me back like the most beautiful amount of edits needed. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I needed. Thank you. And it was just one of those things where I was just in awe of you and how uh, good you were. I had that. no idea that you were in awe of me. That's very flattering. Thank you. I think you are an incredibly funny writer. And I think other people notice that too. Mm. Because you are, you've published many times in, on Cracked.com. Cracked. I was on uh, Macaulay Culkin's Bunny Ears. I have a couple of scripts floating out there that have gotten 
you know, placements in various script writing contests. I, pr- I pretty much, I'm in various forms. Writing is the thing that, you know, keeps that pays the rent at this point. We have various different. So, so here's something points. very funny. And yeah. I think about a lot yeah. is you and I had a very awkward conversation when we were at my gym, when I was, I was doing some training with you back in the day. And we were just talking and you looked at me and you said, you don't think I'm funny, do you? Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Actually. Do, you re- do you remember what I <laughs> That's said? That's my insecurity. I think you, I think you said something along the lines like, I think other people think you're funny. I said, there's something. I said, uh, uh, here are the, the things I said, because I said th- two things. Okay. I said, you uh, better recall. I, I read from, from in standup. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people do think you're funny. Mm. I think you're not necessarily my flavor in the style that I, that I, that's what it was. And yeah. it's, it's not that I don't respect it. I book people that I, I personally am like, I don't get it, but people seem to really yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember the other thing I said? No, I don't. You're one of the funniest writers I've ever met. I have never, I do not recall that, that, but that's on me. I'm that's, guessing that's, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm with praise. It's, I'm, terrible with it. i also so feel I like i didn't gra- grasp that i also feel like it may have been that the honest and almost awkward response that i had to the stand-up portion of that mm-hmm. question overshadows probably the, it probably did that that thing because i because I, I do take pride as a performer of course well. yeah, yeah as we all do and of course yeah so it was. I mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry for for having an inappropriate response to something so kind. No, it was, but it was one of those things because, like, that happens a lot where, mm. um, where you're around people and it's like, well, first off, comedy is subjective. Yeah, of course uh, it is. You know, yeah. and it's there, and like, there are people. There were people that I, like, that I found to be even like brilliant joke writers that couldn't translate it to stand up in a different way yeah. that, that made it seem over rehearsed or, or something like that, or couldn't handle a heckler or something. And it would derail them as soon as they got off of their little thing and, I, and like not building up that skill. And so like people, like people I've dated mm. are like, you know, like, am I going to do your show? I was like, well, here's the things that we need to work on. Uh, <laughs> and, and like trying to be really positive yeah, about yeah, it where yeah, it's yeah. like your joke writing is top of the line. The performance aspect seems very not yours, but right. someone else. The the performance aspect is very rehearsed, yeah. very wooden. It looks more like a one man or a one woman show, and that won't work in the very unique situation that I yeah. had with Mintz. Your on show Card. is a very wonderful show, but it is very specific. It is. I've had some of the best comedians I know eat a big old bag of dicks because they were not prepared for a. If in you, a store that's open with the lights on everywhere. I was yeah. about to say, if you want to play a drinking game whenever you go to Minhan Car, just wait for the com- first comedian to say, oh, wow, the lights are on and I get to see all of you. And it's like, it happens ev- at least once a show. I think that improves the show. I have nothing against it. I you know, love seeing the faces of people because that way, you know. Yeah. You I get can, instant can, feedback. You get instant feedback and, you know, you get to, if you want to, and, you know, obviously with a lighter touch because you don't want to scare them uh you can f- around a little bit the, yeah it's it's definitely a crowd work room yeah or it's it's actually more of a room work room it really is crowd yeah. work. like a lot of people are crowd working with mint on card for those of you that are, are listening without the the knowledge of there that's a monthly stand-up show that i run at blast from the past uh on uh burba in burbank on magnolia mm-hmm. it's a great show it's fun we've been doing it for off and on over six years 
now. Which and, is a big deal in LA. Yeah, yeah. A third of it off, by the way. <laughs> well, point being, shows rise and fall within yes. less than um, just, a And year. It's, it's, in my opinion, the perfect venue for weird stand-up comedy. Yeah. Because it is not, it's not a club. There's no alcohol. It, it really is. You have to be yeah. so good at the craft and so think of on your feet what to do. And I saw like some people who I've seen just murder and they, they'll see like a 12 year old in the crowd and it totally throws them from yeah. They don't know what to do. And I, I like that. I do too. I like well, the awkwardness it, of stand up. It sometimes. forces it. Here's the thing. I got nothing against, you know, blue comedy. I mean, you heard me say like 90 times and I know that on the free feed, you're going to hear a lot of bleeps. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing about, um, on card and certain shows is that it's like, well, you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to say everything you want. If you're going to be on TV, if you're going to be on whatever, yeah. I know that things are a bit more lax than they were even five years ago, but it's, uh, it helps you develop more as a comedian to be able to just not i don't want to use the term censor but redirect yourself yeah or recreate your recreate. bits and see how your yeah. bits work without the cursing yeah see how your bits work without the cursing and you know what maybe you know you maybe you don't need to talk about your dick maybe you have other things there's, there's okay. an idea there are like <laughs> honestly the people like seeing people have fun trying to adjust their sets yeah um a recent one was do you know bailey norton uh yeah she came up with the ukulele mm -hmm. and she she's she's really funny and she, I've seen her before and, and the, the ukulele bit, I saw her perform and I was like, that's so funny. I was like, I would, I want you on the show. Like it wasn't, she didn't even ask for a booking. Mm -hmm. I like hunted her down and I said, do the show. The only thing is we, we can't say and we can't do graphic sexual material. And she was like, okay, but you did see. And I was like, I trust that you know how to do this. Yeah. And she came on and like part of her act was addressing that she had to change the lyrics to make it appropriate for the room. That's right. And it improved the joke where when she got off stage, she was like, I think I liked it better without using in the lyrics. I think it was even funnier to wink at the crowd whenever I say kiss. Yep. Um, or something like that. And it was, it was one of those things where it's only in the moment, but that to me like the real parts of stand-up comedy, not an album that's polished that you've already done, but that real shit in stand-up comedy where like there's a fire and you're the one with the extinguisher. Mm -hmm. Bombing like at a, uh, I think I was talking about this Alex Hooper last time, but bombing at um, like fundraisers, for example, yeah. is so such a nightmare and so fun. Oh yeah. Because you're like, these people this i was talking with kim we kim and i were they, they already gave their money <laughs> kim, kim and i were talking on on an episode of ug fine about um like doing christmas show like holiday parties and stuff mm -hmm. and i did one over zoom where i had to burn down the whole set because i was to. like yeah. i was like nobody's paying attention nobody wants this they all just want to drink and be on Zoom and do like trivia. And I did like four minutes of a set and just saw like the crowd just eating was like just not. And I was laughing. I was like, hey, guys, let's talk about this for a second. You don't want stand up and I don't want to do stand up to people that don't want to do stand up. So what do you say? We just roll with some more trivia while the game, you know, and, and they were like, that sounds great. And yeah. I was like, my check still clears. Yeah. Uh, and we had a, your goal is to make sure they have a good time. Yeah. But that was and fun. Whether it's your material or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the thinking on your toes aspect. And oh, I know yeah. a lot of comics. Have you ever done a set list? 
I love set oh, list. I love doing that. Set list is one of my favorite things to do. It's one of the things that I consistently had been crushing. Yeah. Uh, right so when I was fun. getting traction doing set list, Paul Provenza just like moved it. Yeah. He like took because it was at Nerd Melts is when it when it started. It was at Nerd Melts. Uh, I've done. Yeah, I think I did it at Nerd Melt. I know I did it at, at like the pack. At well, I did it at the Improv. Oh, you know, when was it at the Improv? I think it was at the Improv. It was it was at the Improv. It was at an actual club club at one point. No, I I did it at Flappers because I I opened for Pepitone. Oh, because okay. because Eddie was the was the real headliner for that, and he's amazing. Yeah, obviously. But no, I uh, I did that with Paul and uh, Troy Conrad, and that was su- super fucking I, fun. I love so for those of you that don't know, Setlist is a sh- set as a is a show where it's you improvised stand up that you go, but it's it's not just improvised stand up; it's improvised stand up. But you have to do material based on three prompts that are given to you while you're on stage. Yeah, behind and you, you have no idea what they're going to be, and some of them, like I did, the I only did it once at Nerd Melt. And I got to do it with, and it was early in my career. And I, I have since not done it. I did it with Carlos Alzraki, uh-huh. who many of you might know as Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. He's in Reno 911. He's the Taco Bell Chihuahua. And he did one that was called like Broken Crystal Ball or something like that. And he he twisted it in a way that instead of... um like a like a fortune-telling crystal ball, it was all about billy crystal getting hit in the nuts yeah while doing a billy crystal impression and that's how you make it work and that's so funny or like there was one i mean one of my favorite comedians in the world is laurie kilmartin yeah and one of the best pops i think i've ever had is she starts her set the first prompt that show up is pro school shooting and she just goes hear me out and it was just one of the funniest ways to ever start one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was so f- funny. Just the way she landed that line. I love doing set lists. Oh, yeah. I wish I could do it. Like that's one where, and that's one where I've taken people that were the more scripted comics. And I was like, let's do this yeah. to, to work that muscle. And unfortunately they did not react well yeah. to it. I mean, it, it- I, I loved it because I I'm one of the few stand-ups that go into improv and I love improv mm-hmm. even though they're sworn enemies. <laughs> um, improv is comedy for people that have supportive parents. That's the way I put improv. It it is in certain ways. I I yeah, I had halfway supportive parents. That's which why you're. The reason, in, that's, that's why, why you're... I'm in both. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why I'm a hybrid. But yeah, the that was the the good thing about improv is, is like oh I don't have to sit and remember <laughs> either. Rem- it just it's just be funny in the moment. I get a lot of people that ask me about stand up and they're like so like about writing material and I'm like well on stage it's like seventy thirty yeah written to improv for me and everybody has everyone's their, different everybody has yeah. their their preferences but the closer you get to a hundred percent prepared the less authentic it's going to be. I, it's, it's I like, agree. It's yeah. like the uncanny valley of stand-up where it hits a certain level of polish that it becomes jarring. Yeah. Um, and you see it a lot. You know, there are some people that are much higher at that level when you look at people like Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld is a good example of somebody who is probably, what, 95 to 98% 
pre-written. Yeah. Whatever we want to say about Seinfeld being a weird boomer slash sex predator or whatever like that. We're not going to pretend he's a bad comedian. No. That which I also and was then, like and then on the opposite end there's a Jimmy Pardo who does like nearly 100% crowd work. Oh yeah. And all that. Like he has some bits in his back pocket in case someone says something. But for the most part he's up there like okay let's have fun everybody. Like Ian Bags when Ian Bag did Last Comic Standing. Mm. And they were like, all right, show us what you got. And he just was like, where you're from. <laughs> and, and But just like, just murdering it. Because he's just like, a, uh, yeah. or who is it? Um, uh, somebody did like a, a whole crowd work album. It was um, Todd, Todd Berry. Berry. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so fun. And so like, I love doing stuff like that. And, you know, I'm always. And the balls on Todd Berry to do that type of thing. Because he could have had a bad night. Yeah, it, it, I mean, but that yeah. that album was recorded over the course of I think like twenty weeks. Right? This is yeah, I I think you're right, but uh, but at the same time, you know, you that's twenty weeks. It it's still a f- gamble every time. Yeah, I think know? I think Dice did one of those albums too, like an all crowd work Probably. album called like the Day the Laughter Died or something like that, and it's like awkward. Oh, okay, Dice, but it's it's <laughs> super awkward and very funny mm-hmm. because of how awkward it is. And like that i I do enjoy yeah yeah but it is it is one of those situations with with stand-up and when you when you look at like that crowd work where like when i go home i do like i book flights to go home Mm -hmm. and doing stand-up out here like it's sort of taken a back seat but when i go home it's like the most requested thing is people are like please do do a set like i want to see you live i want to see you perform yeah so i always book an hour i book local comics I try to do like I try to make the perfect show. I book local comics. I pay them well. I make a diverse show um, on top of that, which is hard in New England. Um, <laughs> and if I can do it from 3000 miles away, yeah. the rest of you f- can do it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm always like, man, I haven't done an hour in like months. Like this is going to be is this going to be hard? And then after all the like improv crowd work stuff that I do, I'm like, oh, I didn't even get to like three of my chunks. Yeah, because I just was having so much fun in the moment. Well, I think, uh, you know, as uh, as a compliment to you and as and in being genuine, you've been a host for so long that that's sort of the mentality that you bring into your shows now and into your stand-up in the sense that you are making, in, but instead of making the person that Freddie Prince Jr., whoever you're interviewing oh, yeah, yeah. on a panel comfortable, you are making the audience comfortable and all that and being your charming self and all that. And that, that muscle has been exercised to the point that it's taken a good chunk of what is, uh, you know, your prepared material, which is a, not a bad thing. I don't mind. I don't hate it at all. No, you shouldn't. That <laughs> having developed that skill over years yeah. has replaced the, a lot of, I mean, you I'm still writing jokes and I'm still trying to no, see what works, yeah, of course, but at the same course. time, it has replaced some of that accidentally. One of the, uh, it's funny because you you brought up the hosting thing and in st- in stand-up comedy, when you go, if you guys are, for example, going to um, a stand-up show, say you're in like, you know, like uh, Boise, yeah, for example, shout out to Mike Stanton uh, in Boise and you're doing a stand-up, you go to a stand-up show. The standard vibe from a stand-up show, the standard schedule is you have your headliner, that's the guy on the marquee mm-hmm. uh, the, or the person, excuse me, on the marquee. That's the person that's getting the big paycheck. 
That's the person that you're paying to see. Mm-hmm. They do roughly 45 That's minutes to an hour. That's the person that yeah. did a get that was a guest on Abbott Elementary. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> somebody, somebody with credits, or, or, right. or you know, or in my case, a local. Yes. Uh, guy, or I have credits now. I guess. Yeah, right, I'll take Netflix credit. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. So, how um, Mandel said that you were funny. Done. No. So we have. Um, I worked with an Oscar winner. It's so. crazy, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have your headliner. Then you have what's called a feature. And a feature generally works anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. A feature gets paid, generally speaking, on a regular show, 100 to $250 max. Yeah. It is the hardest thing to do. And the headliner as, buys them dinner. Yeah. As a, <laughs> as a touring comedian, yeah. feature work is not great. Because no. you're you're not you're not usually paid to travel the way the headliner is. It's a whole f- nightmare. And stereotypically speaking, they do the heaviest of the lifting. It's a lot. There's a lot of heavy lifting. I'd say the heaviest of the lifting is the host, but usually the host is local. Yeah, the host is either somebody employed by the club or somebody that is from the area near you. So this person might be living in Boise mm-hmm. and they might be a big fan of whoever is, you know, doing the set. They might be a fan of Eric Barnes. They're like, oh, I, I love you. I'd love to host for you. Mm-hmm. Sure, go ahead. You know, let me see a video first. You're not going to do like the N word or anything. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the host is generally like the least respected part of a stand-up show with an irony being it is a lot of heavy lifting it's a lot of work well especially if the the comic that you're coming uh you're trying to introduce another comic after a previous comic may have bombed or have hate yeah. the crowd you have to save a room yeah which means you have yeah. to be like you have to know when to just say here's your next comic have to or rise the tide, i need yeah. to do a bit to yep. lift this back uh ease the tension blah 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 they have it's, to read the room it's a very room reading job and it's a skill that i think is so underappreciated and it's also a kiss of death because it's not a well-paying no. gig, but when you're good at it, people don't want you to stop doing it. Yeah. And that's happened to me where I've done shows, like like higher level shows in LA, like name shows, and they needed me as a host. And they'd seen, you know, somebody that was on the show had done Mint on Card. They're like, I got a guy who's a really great host. And they and they they brought me on as a host and I murdered it and sending me emails. You were the best host we've ever yep. had, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great. I would love to do the show as like a comedian. And yep. then just like nothing. Yep. And I'm like, but that's that's how I that's how I have kind of just made a career mostly out of writing, is because it's, it's like I'm I'm a very good performer, but I'm a very specific looking like I've I've done some acting here and there, but I'm genuinely a character actor. And the problem is is like I am not mean enough or fat enough or tall enough. I'm the smallest of the giants and all that type of thing. So, and uh, what, and the thing of it is, is that I turn into kind of like, a, you know, a, and I've done that with the article that I, that I helped edit for you. I've done that for so many other people, so many other times. And now I've turned into kind of like a doctor, so to speak. And um, here and there, like some of the, due to legal reasons, I can't talk about, certain folks that i've uh, oh no yeah you, I've, you can't go like ghost writing and ghost I, editing and stuff i like have that. i have helped edited a script for a jonas brother but i will not tell you which jonas brother yeah. and you have not seen that script for a reason yeah and you, i'll and just you, leave it at that but to your point you get to be good at one particular thing and someone sells sells you 
uh, as that particular thing. And now all of a sudden, oh, that's your thing now. Yeah. And when, that, when you're able to do so much more. And we're in a situation where it's yeah. not financially rewarding to do that. No. Whereas if this were, say, the 80s yeah. and you were ghostwriting scripts, you'd be making a fortune. Right. And now exactly. it's just not the case that we have a glut in this industry where, where they'll take they'll take free medium talent as opposed to paying yep. for actual for like real it all actual yeah talent. it all well it all depends on the budget it all depends on how authentic the people up top you're working with it's there's so many there's so many different factors now you because you are an actor yes um and you've primarily from what i understand you've done a lot of commercials i have not, and, not for lack of trying to break out of well that, no but it's rot, just that's yeah. that's what it is so yeah. like well, tell me about that process like how did you get into doing commercial acting like how does that show up and so, the roles tend to be more like of like brutes right like they tend to be more well here's the weird thing is that i keep getting put out for brutes and then eventually they're like oh this is a comedic brute and that's when i tend to get more eyes on me but what's weird is uh, I got into commercial when I when I moved out here to be a comedian and all that type of stuff. I took improv classes and through improv classes, I got you came to, from Ohio. Right? I came from uh, well, I came from I uh, grew up in Ohio, moved to Florida. Uh, that's where I started stand up. That's where we met our mutual. Uh, that's where I met our mutual friend Nat Pamel. Oh yeah, he and I both got started in the Orlando comedy scene, and. Uh, then I it's gonna be tough competition, huh? Being in the Orlando comedy scene. <laughs> I mean, scene. it kind of is. It's like a lot to do in Orlando. So like mm -hmm. doing stand up there too. It's like that's gonna be tough. Just, to, that's like doing stand up in L.A. Yeah, but it, without the without showbiz being without not showbiz, a theme park. Oddly enough, more money. Uh, not a Dude, lot. No, the, no. Of course, it's more money. Yeah, <laughs> L.A. stand up comedy in L.A. Like that's why when people ask what I do, stand up is no longer the first thing I say. Yeah. Because I make money podcasting. I do not really make money doing stand-up. I just use comedian because it's a catch-all. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, I lived in Florida for about two years. And then I was like, okay, time to get off the pot. So I sold or gave away two-thirds of everything I owned, packed the rest in the car. That car broke down, got a lease on a different car, and then drove from Orlando to here. Yeah. And that was 2009. I'm showing my age a little. Uh, but I studied improv for a little bit and I did something which I don't even know if that's the thing is like everyone's asked, well, how do you get an agent? Uh, there are people with agents that still ask that question. I love that we're fighting with my weed whacking, uh, gardener yeah. right now that he showed up literally <laughs> at the worst time possible. Of course it is. Whack. That's my mutant ability. Hopefully the mics aren't picking it up. And if they are, yeah, you if, guys can If they are, you know, just imagine two dudes in a room just chilling and bullshit in a bare living room a, just chilling just two giants chilling to, yeah. sitting on froofy fancy uh yeah yeah you and you and i had breakfast the other day and uh one very well-meaning gentleman would try to seat us at a regular small table at a diner and as soon as you and i both stood up the person that was seating us went ah mm, never mind yeah and went and immediately got us like it was a like, bigger booth it was like half a card table yeah they were trying to put us on and i looked at him and i was like i don't think one of us is gonna fit at this yeah, table. yeah 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 we would make our knees kiss but um but yeah i what i did was i you know i had a very specific look i had a shaved head at the time my beard was a little bit longer and i was 350 pounds at the time i was big i was even bigger than what i am now i'm now walking around at around 260. Um, and, uh, you know, and all I did was just mail my headshot, had an interview with 
a couple agencies, picked one, and then in my first audition, my first professional audition, I should say, I it was for a Tide com- a Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. And the very first day, I sat down, and it was for a security guard. And I'm like, uh, f- a f- course. Uh, no, uh, no dialogue. And I sat down, and right next to me was this other big dude, long blonde hair, had fangs. And I, it took me a second. I'm like, and I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Yeah. I'm realizing I know who this is and before I, you and, even Yeah, I know. And I, and I said, I'm sorry, sir. Are you Gangrel? <laughs> to which was like, yeah, hey, man, I'm David. And we shook hands and we did the audition. Uh, and then I get a callback. But oddly enough, the callback is like, okay, you're not a security guard anymore. You are uh, just a big San Francisco. You're no, um, the Black Eagle team. Help me. The, the Falcons. Bl- the, I'm like yeah. the Black Eagle team and it's the Falcons. <laughs> yes. The Fal- it's a weird way to describe Atlanta. I mean, no, <laughs> their colors are red and black. Damn it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it was like, no, you're a huge. Uh, um, I almost said Blackhawks and that's. That's Chicago, Chicago hockey. hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're Falcons a huge fan. Falcons fan, which uh, so it was like me. No, oh, I lied. <laughs> I had to be a Chicago Bears fan. So, of course, I ripped off the SNL type thing. Yeah, the Bears. I was like, oh, man, you know, God, country, Ditka. That's the best thing, you know, and I was just riffing with another with another dude. And then uh, I get booked and it had nothing to do with the Bears. I had to be a San Francisco 49ers fan for the Super Bowl commercial which they totally rewrote so it could be Joe Montana's stain. A stain of Joe Montana was on a, uh, on a jersey made mm-hmm. of salsa. And so people came as a pilgrimage to see the image of Joe Montana, and I was one of the people on the pilgrimage. Uh, and they put a fake beard over my real beard and a giant 49ers hat. And I'm like, that's my very first... And that was my very first professional put a gig. Fake beard over your. Beard. I like, asked. Well, I asked the director uh, for a bit. It's like, hey, would it be funny if I? Because I was given a line. I was like, hey, would it be funny if I, you know, pulled my fake beard to reveal my real beard to say my line? Be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, you know, and pull it back up. And it, and he declined, but that's okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, sir. You know, it's my first day on set, yeah. and I'm sitting there at catering. With a bunch of these veteran actors, like this is their nine, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah they they're do. nine years in, they're smoking cigarettes. Hey, it pays, sandwiches. commercial work pays the bills, man. Sometimes. Well, yeah, especially if you get lines in it. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of factors because that commercial only aired once. So I, yeah. Ooh. So yeah, residuals is where money gets, uh, gets in. But what's weird is that I'm sitting there and they're all talking about old jobs and then they get to me. And like, oh, what's your first cake? And I went, this is. And one guy just looks at me dead in the face and just says, it all goes downhill from here, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> and he was right. He was right. <laughs> yeah, that's man. Commercial work. It's it's one of those things where like if you get if you get good, consistent commercial work, yeah. you can eat off of it for the rest of your you life. You can. It's just it's just it's hard. Hard. It, uh, yeah. Uh, there, there's a reason I have like nine different jobs on top of yeah. that. The, the golden, the golden sort of ring to get in commercials is to get a Super Bowl ad that recurs. Yeah. Because then the, you know, that's obviously where the most commercials are seen. And then people then seek it out and the residuals are 
and things are different and things are different now because you know when i first started and uh you know a lot of actors are that are listening to this are just going to be like yes yes uh because originally you know when you get started you're going into a room you're meeting a casting director who knows your face who you can talk to who you can interact with and network and all that but now because of the rise of, because of covid and you know people are a lot of the higher ups are like you know we could just ask for self tapes and on all that type of stuff i'm not saying self tapes are inherently bad but they prevent you from having that face to face it removes the personality it bit, removes yeah. the personality uh the good thing about a casting director is that they can sit there and watch you perform and if they like what you're doing but Wanted a different they way or try a different way or try to try different stuff could tweak you and yeah. coach you a little bit because they're in the room to make sure you succeed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and without that, in terms of self tapes, you are your own casting director. You're your own everything. Yeah. So if, and you have no external input in order to, for you to redirect your performance. Uh, but yeah, that, so that has pretty much died and I know a lot of actors that have suffered from it, but yeah, it's, uh, and you just, it, that's the thing is, uh, in order to get, I was very fortunate that I had one like very big, super lucrative commercial. Oh, what was it? Uh, it was for Geico and I had a line, I had, I had to go in and do ADR. Like I pretty much had the full actor experience through that. For Geico. Huh? Yeah. 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 And it was super, um, what was the app? Hmm? What was it? What was it about? I was a football player. I was a center. Uh, it was one of the most uh, best and worst experiences of my life because I played football in high school for two years. Oh boy, didn't we all? I hated it. I hated every second of it. I hated every f second of it. I hated two a days. You know, for those yeah. of you that don't know, two a days. You have two practices a day, and you have a lunch break in the middle, and it's hot as. F and you're wearing the heavy gear, you're running the same play over and over again, and you're running against a guy, and you're getting yelled at by a walrus man uh, called the coach. And and I didn't care for the lot the locker room atmosphere because you know that it just it just didn't really fit me. There was a reason I quit and went to theater uh, in high school. Were you number sixty eight? Was that your jersey number in the guy in, in the commercial? It, uh, maybe possibly i think i'm looking at i'm looking at it it was three years ago was when it was posted or at least it was posted by this guy three years ago i found it on youtube i think you can probably find it on youtube guy uh, guy like all snap i believe is the title of it yep hold on yep that's it did you say 97 that's me yes you know that reminds me of geico's 97 percent customer satisfaction rating 97 percent Help by Geico's fast and friendly claim service. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Geico's as fast and friendly as it gets. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Yep. Wow, look at that. Yeah, that was me. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Eric Barnes. <laughs> but but here's the thing. In order to that that particular day was just reliving that entire high school experience because I was running the same play over and over again. The director was way out in the stands. So I was getting my notes from an actual damn football coach. And I was, I was the center, right? And I'm all over the place. Like there was no time for me to break. Like I was on camera all the time. 
So, and I'm in my thirties when this is going on after two knee surgeries. Yeah. So four hours of me saying that line as calmly as possible and all that while sweating oh, underneath yeah. the heavy things and of the pads and all, all these, you know, college, uh, football players, you know, are fucking around messing my takes as I go up and, you know, just hit the guy, hit the guy, hit the guy over and over again. Then we break for lunch and then we're doing close-ups on me and I didn't want to throw up on camera. So while everyone else enjoyed the wonderful catering food, I had like half of a tilapia and some spinach and the same thing. I couldn't, uh, and we finally got everything. Uh, the very next day, I, I could not walk for two days because really? I was just, just in squatting yeah. Yeah, the entire time. Cause I'm just, I'm trying to explain to these people. I'm an actor, not an athlete. This, you are wearing a uniform. I'm wearing a costume right now. <laughs> it's such a theater kid thing to say, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your uniform. This is my costume. Well, that's the thing. Is like I, it was just so surreal because we uh, recorded it at USC, and there were no trailers, so I was in the locker, changing in the locker room. It just felt like. I was reliving the entire It's like a nightmare. Yeah. It really is. Like 17 was. again. It really was. Right down to the fact that there's a God, honest to God walrus looking football coach yelling at me. I love that. I, I love that. So, <laughs> so you said, so like, just an honest question. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know about it. And I know we, we all try to be very honest sure, about like the things. Sure. Like, residuals like because you get paid a base yes. a base right which you get, is you get paid for the day and that's uh, for a speaking role it's probably pretty high right a couple yes. grand yeah uh if, if for that i i'm trying to remember that uh, i will tell you this the entire for the entire run of the commercial i probably made a little over 40 grand so that's that's awesome residuals, which is amazing but when that but the thing if it is the reason that the money is so high is that it is gambling it is a lottery Absolutely it is. Yeah, because the first thing is, is like, well, they have to like your picture. They have to like your headshot to bring you in. Then uh, you do the audition and the, you have to impress them enough. And hopefully uh, the people that are in the room, you don't remind them of their ex. They aren't waiting for lunch, you know, yeah. that, that they're in the mood to see you and they see what you can deliver. All the all the tumblers have to click. Yes, 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 yes. And then you get the callback. And if you're an actor, you know that if you get the callback, you've already done your job and mm -hmm. everything is up to chance. Yeah, it's up to it's a, it's up to God now. It is up to everything else. And then when you get the callback, it's like, well, you're uh, put on, you know, you're kind of put on hold, like on a veil. Uh, and it's like, we're thinking about using you. Just don't make plans. But who's to say then you are pinned and by pinned that means you're getting the job but we can't say the word hired yet then there's the day of the shoot and then you're shooting and hopefully you're not fired there then there's then you do the shoot and it's like well am i cut from the edit yeah yeah and i've there have been times in which i've been cut from the edit i'll tell i'll that boy jk simmons story tell me up. tell me about getting cut oh from the i know that you know but here's the deal. I didn't want, you know, fortu fortunately for you, uh, that even though you were cut, you they still got paid. You still yeah. got paid. There are a lot of folks that I'm like, oh man, he had so many speaking lines and all that. And they're just gone. And it's like, you get nothing. Oh yeah. That happens a that lot happens. in movies oh, where people's yep. whole characters get cut out of a yep. movie. Yep. Same with, and same with commercials. And the thing of it is, is like, if you, uh, if you show your face, 
you're not considered an extra, you're considered a principal and they have to pay you more. But if in the final edit, they cut your face out, out, they may, they may pay you less or they pay, may pay you nothing in terms of residuals. Oh yeah. Uh, and, um, so there's that aspect. Then we get to how many times it airs. Yeah. And then if it airs, if it airs, exactly. So the, yeah, there are so many yeah. things that have to go right in order for you to be like, Oh man, I get to pay rent this year. And, and the thing is with that particular ad, because it's a football commercial, it only airs during football season. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I was fortunate in that it aired just after, like just before the Super Bowl, and after the end, and a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. So a lot of play, and then nothing until fall, and then it hit back, and then it hit back. Nice. And I was very, but I'm very fortunate that they decided, you know, you know, we spent so much money on this commercial, let's re-air it. And that they could have easily been like, eh, f this, we're done, and they could have moved on to something else. So that's why you see so many actors with so many different other jobs because it's only the top of the top of the top. And even they themselves know that, oh, I'm fucking lucky that away. I can do this full time. People ask, cause like, it's like, oh, how do we get into commercials? And you explain like the filter that you have to go through. And yeah, that was yeah. a, a lot of when people saw what I did and they were like, how do I get on that? And I was like, buckle in. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of, and, and you fail more than you succeed. And sometimes you and have no answer for them. No. Cause it's just I'll, like, I don't know, man, you gotta get, find the right people to want to get you in. And then you have to learn for 40 years yeah. that you stick you gotta on do a lot of yeah. bullshit for free. And oh. there's a, there's a lot of chance involved. There's a lot of the people, you know, there's a lot of the people, you know, there's a lot of the people, you know, remembering it. Right. I mean, hell all of like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I don't know. What, what is he, flying a plane over I here? I don't know. Do you want to hold for a sec? Probably should. It's got a jet engine mower. Good on it. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, right. I'm sure that's going to be it. <laughs> no, let's go with it. Who cares? Yeah, okay, okay. People um, are going to hear the the reality dude, of podcasting. This is just going to be real uncut, it would, unfiltered. It would not matter how much soundproofing I have in my no, apartment no. whatsoever. It's, that motherfucker. It is be. what it is. Yeah. It's so fun. Dude, this guy, yeah. my roommate loves this guy. Mm -hmm. He shows up like drunk a lot. Okay. <laughs> and like sometimes he just doesn't show up because he was drunk. <laughs> and I'm just like, why do you keep using this guy? And she's just like, well, he's affordable. And he does a good job when he does it. And I'm like, that's a real what, when big he concession. When he does it. I was yeah. like, that is a concession. That is huge. I was like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> So essentially, she's paying for the gamble of whether he does the job. It's fascinating or not. energy that really we keep is. here. It's uh, really. It sounds like my my. I love my roommate because she's she really she likes is having, such a sweetheart. She yeah. is, uh, but all, and also, but she's like the shadiest people come. Like she's like, I got a plumber that'll come and fix this, and I'm like, what's his number? It's like, oh, he doesn't have a phone. You have to, <laughs> of course, or, or yeah. like like that where it's just like, and it's as weird. It's like he'll fix the he'll fix the drain for you know seventy five dollars and and a six pack of Modelo. Or something like that. And I'm like, that's not like a business practice, is it? Oh. Uh, and it's just, it's very like sort of like semi-barter energy that we have going on. And yeah. And I, I kind of love it. I mean, I love it on one hand. On the other, it's just like, can I just give him, you know, $85 like, yeah. for him to get his own Modelo? Yeah. yeah. Can he, do, if he has his own tools, is that more? Or does he just use yeah, the tools we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're saying? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to recall. Uh, 
where, where we were. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. It's Hollywood bullshit. It um, is. Speaking of Hollywood bullshit, yes. by the way, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I know you know this. Yes. It is. But uh, if uh, people are listening on the Patreon, hi, I love you. Thank you so much. If they sign up for the uh, producer credit, I will. They pay a little bit extra and I say their names. Hell yeah. It's very exciting for everybody involved. And if you are listening to this for free, thanks. Go to the patreon.com slash Jeff May. You can get early access to uncensored episodes. Uh, plus, I can maybe read your name out loud, which is exciting, right? So uh, I would like to shout out the following people. And Eric, you know the drill. We can interact and talk about these names uh, all that we want. And I'm going to start out with uh, the target loss prevention officer currently hunting Jeff. Uh, and that's because I shoplift M&Ms whenever I go to Target. You know that. Oh, yeah. You know that. You shoplift? I do not. And that's no. just because of a super Christian upbringing. And I keep forgetting. Yeah, you are. I'm, but that being said, I mean, you are. We can, you, talk, you, we can yeah, talk about that. You are a Christian, right? Yeah. I, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am not a follower of the American church. Fair enough. <laughs> well, would you explain why you don't shoplift then? Well, I mean, it, I don't shoplift it just because I don't care for stealing personally. It's in but the commandments, I, bro. It is. It is part of the commandments, but it has evolved to the point in which I just I just personally don't. That said, uh, please steal from big box stores because it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, that's that's correct. Shout out to Steven. Uh, shout out to I'm having trouble reading this name because I am illiterate. Hmm. That's a bad burn. That's a really good use of that. Yeah. Of that, of that money. Yeah. I'm not, being, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Cody Beck, Mike Gouts. Shout out to Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X and Girl with a U. Hell yeah. Shout out to Ashkelis and his tortoise. Uh shout out to oh Dr. DNA. Oh. Uh that wouldn't that be funny if that was just the, a real creepy nickname for someone that's doc, like jerking off on a bunch of stuff. I just I just think that there's gonna be a supervillain called Dr. RNA. That fights Dr. DNA. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mr. RNA. Mr. RNA. Yeah. I need that double helix. Uh, um, hooray for Pontius Pilate. <laughs> there it is. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> brought to you by The Scene and Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. That's even that's better. So good. I'm never yeah. gonna have a history podcast, you little shits, so stop asking. Yeah. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you want to do it. Yeah, no, it's work, man. It is work. I am good at laundry. I hate laundry. I used to get history books as gifts for Christmas. Oh, yeah. The worst thing. I was like, I don't want this. I get a discount at Barnes Noble if yeah. I wanted a history book. Now yeah. I have to read about the Civil War, which I don't even teach about. Every, everyone keeps wondering, well, what? why aren't you reading these books and all that? It's because I, I'm around words. I read every day i need to not read for a minute whenever people want me to read nonfiction, i'm like that's not fun no i already read enough nonfiction in the world yeah uh which is also news is such a stupid thing for me to say but whatever shout out to mckenzie sisyphus may be happy but he's into crossfit so chill yeah you show him sisyphus shout out to mckenzie for that uh instagram and twitter's at bob underscore of underscore skull you'd like bob yeah, good guy. Sounds um, in my alley. Y- 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 I know you would. You guys collect the same shit. Oh, I think he has a sketchbook. I collect everything. <laughs> I think he has a sketchbook that recreates the X Men Series One trading card set, but from other people's art style. All right, I like Bob. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would. Shout out to uh, Sergeant Pepper's hot dog flavored water. 
Gross. Dr. Pepper's not known clean water. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Lemming Malloy. Norm from Cheers. Norm. Yeah, Norm sends me all the cursing. He I, finds him. I love Norm. Norm puts in the work. He does put in the work. <laughs> shout out to Burrito Mouth. Dan Hackroyd. Hey, as long as we're bringing back Pepsi Blue, let's bring back the Bigfoot from Pizza Hut. Why the hell not? Do you have a favorite um, dirtbag pizza joint? God. Like uh, a fast food with one of the big ones. I Here's the thing is that I... I there, there are days in which I hate Papa John's pizza. I love their cheesy bread. I just love it. Yeah. I just have that and then, put or, money then, then order like a pizza, pizza Hut deep dish. I'm so happy they brought back the Detroit style pizza. At Pizza Hut? At Pizza Hut. Yeah. And the Detroit style, they, the, in that's quotes, Detroit to, style Little Caesars. Yeah, Detroit style uh, Pizza Hut, that's close to what the Bigfoot was. Yeah. Because that was a big ass pan pizza, right? Uh, it was it was a big square. Yeah, it was a big pan. That's it, Detroit style. It was a big well, it was a big pan, but it's it's very. But the Detroit style from Pizza currently is like small. Is it circular? It's a smaller. It they they focus more on volume rather than expansion. So it's a smaller version of the Bigfoot pizza then, because that was a very similar. Oh yeah, shout out. Maybe yeah. they are bringing back the Bigfoot pizza from Pizza well, Hut. It's more of the Bigfoot Junior, like yeah. a like a it's baby. A little, I guess we could easily just say Littlefoot. A Littlefoot, but a, then we get dinosaur. into but then we get into the Land Before Time type things, you know. The Land Before Pizza. Uh, uh, although that being said, I'm not going to step foot in a Pizza Hut. It's my least favorite. Is a, what oh. is your favorite favorite? I love the post two thousand nine Dominoes. Mm. I think they did a really good job. Of they did a good of, job of, with their. We're sorry, we f***ed up their, campaign. Their advertising campaign might be the best advertising campaign I ever saw. I don't. They, I don't hate it. Or it was like the CEO is like, man, y'all f- hated us. Why don't you give us a try now? We fixed it. Yeah, yeah. We I, fixed the problem. I am all about companies apologizing. Oh, owning <laughs> owning up to their their uh, their. Sh- I, Jeff May, believe there is no better streaming service than Tubi to watch Armand Asante movies. The things people will pay Mm -hmm. to get me to say. Because like, does Tubi need the the attention? I honestly, based on the fact that I never see advertising for it, I'm going to say yes. Like Pluto. Yeah. Pluto's got a Jeopardy channel now. (laughs) Yeah, Pluto's been killing it regarding its channels for one specific niche show. Well, it's it's also like their comedy, um, their comedy section is great. Yeah, that the the channels that they use, they have like that IFC channel, and that's that's got a lot of good stuff. If you ever want to watch like, um, like Baroness von Sketch Show shows up, or like how many times I've stumbled across like a Stand Against Evil, yeah, or um, a documentary now, and I'm just like, I guess I'm watching documentary now. Yeah, I, I love I love watching detroiters all day right i'm perfectly fine with that shout out to itty bitty millie committee uh shout out to kelly says get your booster you gaslighting dip turds i did kelly i I just got mine i got mine last week so i got my covid variant booster and my flu shot last week i got my flu last night i got covid Mm. last week i didn't feel like doubling up i was too busy to be taken out by both no i totally understand that i heard a lot of people when they doubled up yeah it did um the guy who played JJ in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Okay. Shout out to Lisa Harden. We love Lisa. We love Lisa here. Uh, we love everybody here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shout out to Jessica Robertson, Silius Ruby, The Digital Phil, The Ghost of Dave Thomas. Shout out to Zex Marquise, Jocular Haggard Cantankerous Fool. Oh, wow. JHCF, baby. Shout out to Vortispin. I don't care for pie. Oh, no, God, it feels so good to finally get that off my chest. I'm not a pie person either. 
Though I actually yeah, I'm a pie person, but I this know person you made me say this. I know. Yeah. Blueberry pie with a, a hot a hot slice of blueberry pie with a with a scoop of vanilla pudding kind of melting over it. Me up, Eric. Glad uh, glad you love it, friend. Not a pie guy, huh? Not a pie guy. Cake. I'm, You're a cake I'm guy? A, I'm a cake dude. Yeah. I'm more of a cookie person. If if we're going all desserts. You know what the French word for cookie is? Uh no. De petite gâteau sec. The tiny cake? The small, dry cake. It's not that dry. That should make you hate the French, right? I have other reasons. Yeah. I mean, comparing to a comparing a cookie to a cake, it's dry. Yeah. Uh, most this is most certainly true. Shout out to Jeff May convinced me to quit Twitter, and you should quit too because it's awful. God, I, I almost almost every time I'm like, yeah. Can I just get the f- out of here. Uh, you're not on Instagram, right? I am not on Instagram. Uh, yeah, Twitter's the only nice. thing that I play with. Well, I should be on Instagram, which is unfortunate that I have to say that, but that's sort yeah. of the realization. Shout out to Gotham City Osha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Nicholas. Simply having a wonderful man bun time. Fabian. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Jen. Be earnest and enjoy what you love. I love that. That's so sweet. That's... And all these dirtbag <laughs> Bigfoot pizza. Smell my ass like ones. And that is just someone that's like, hey, everybody should just love yeah, what yeah. they do and do what you love. Yeah. Follow your that. dreams. It's real live, laugh, love energy, but not ironically, yeah. you know, which yeah. I, I, I like that. Um, the local man at Gavin underscore not, not with two T's. You'd love Gavin. He is an independent wrestler. Oh, right on. Shout out to Ass of Bass. Adam Warlock. He wants your soul. Verbose minimalist. World's humblest man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the, at the Pajamarai on Instagram for pictures of my feet. Pajamarai. strength. That's a great one. Uh, right? Pajamarai. Uh, very good. That's yeah. very Spelled good. Spelled like pajama with the R-A-I. Oh, the of end. course. Of course. Uh, shout out to Kale's only true purpose is as the garnish at a 1996 a Pizza Hut buffet. I do I do like a pizza buffet. There we go. I do the, like a pizza the buffet. The Pizza Hut lunch buffet. I, I, I know that it's turned into a hack thing to say, oh, I miss it, but I do. I used pop. We used to do uh, Tuesday nights where all you can eat pizza at Papa Gino's for mm. four ninety nine, and we used to f- that up. We had one kid in our group eat twenty three slices in one day. Hero. He he like stopped halfway through to take a mega sh- too. Well, yeah. So Got to make room. Uh, shout out to uh, Christy Salinas. Oh yeah, we know Christy. Yeah. I think I met Christy through you. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, shout out to Parker Aylesworth is not that tall. He has fake legs. Parker's taller than us. Yeah, how like tall is Parker? Now. He's like six six or six seven. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn. Um, shout out to three Jacob Tremblays in a trench coat sneaking into an R-rated movie. Cronenberger Meister Meisterberger. Shout out to you. It was me, Jeff. I've been giving you ten dollars a month since the beginning, so you could afford more gas station pop tarts, keeping you sluggish, just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. That's the insidest of inside jokes to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ilbarthon. What a <laughs> God. El Seldo would like to thank you, Jeff, for introducing us to your cool friends. You're welcome, El Seldo. Nice. Shout out to Aaron Meyer. The Great Advertising Scam, a Jeff May joint. Good <laughs> podcast. Take time, folks. Oh, man. I've, boy, it is, it is real fun. We uh, shout out to you get the Aldo Vargas rookie card, everybody. Oh, Jimmy and Tan. Oh boy! Shout out to Ball Halls. <laughs> ball Halls. Ball Halls. Ball Halls. Ball Halls. Ball Halls. Shout out to Boyd PFPDJF. Okay, 
Hell yeah, man. Way Too to many initials. My tongue up, Boyd. Mm. Um, shout out to Koi Farm Art and Mentoring. Love Koi. Former guest of the show. Hey. Shout out to Nolan Void, Ricky Cilantro, Big Booty Boy, 42069. <laughs> nice. Maine. More than Stephen King. Mm. You ever been? Never been to Maine. Haven't had the pleasure. It's great. Yeah. It's vacation land, parentheses, for white people. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the United States erect dick. Yep, it's sure it's our it's our it's our good part. Also, though, as troublesome as Florida with yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is America's limp dick. Maine is the south of the north, man. Mm. It is. Yeah. Oof, oh, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. We have jumping rope, still a sport. Jeff not liking it, still a fact. I hate it too. I always fight this because I actually really like jumping rope, but now the way my knees are, I don't know if always I like hate it that it. much. Mm. Bodacious, big, bad, bouncing, bollock, bonanza. Jennifer Fendelander at AV Foundry. Shout out to Boise, I know. Hey. Uh, shout out to Patrick Dore, Bart Fartigan. Oh, Rones, the best cat. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm sorry, bud. Oh, it's okay. He was a good cat. Uh, Huey, nerd numbers. The return of Magnolia Thunder. Oh, I can't wait. Rudy, Daft Punk has an anime, Rueda. I think he's, he's talking about the um, One More Time video. Or an uh, actual I'm anime. guessing, yeah. Um, Jeff hates competitive fun. Mm. Uh, shout out to Goji, Gregorio, Odessin Molotov says, topple the patriarchy, get pegged today. This is most certainly true. Uh, Gerard Ruane, shout out to Farty Marty's nerd party. It's Farty Marty's nerd party? Eat sh and die, Grand Canyon. You ever, you ever been? Oddly enough, uh, when I... Drove from Orlando to here. Uh, that was the furthest west I've ever driven prior. And I made a stop at the Grand Canyon. I'm very happy that I went. I'm glad I looked at it. I'm glad I looked over the edge. I don't need to go back. Check. Yeah. Just checking off the box there. Yeah. I'd rather see the world's biggest ball of twine. Like if I was going to stop at places, I, there's like, I would like to see more roadside attractions in the Grand Canyon. I'm just not that invested. Oh, in hey. It. No, I... I want to see the world's biggest ball of twine. I'm all for that. It's fascinating. Yeah, because someone did that. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. I refuse. You can't. That's why. You fucking can't, Eric. I know I can't. But even if I could, I wouldn't. Yeah. Shout out to Gray Man of the Nightmare Potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. Oh. Shout out to Jeff May using Deep Blue Sea memes to break bad news. <laughs> yes. That's we've fair. all been, we've all been there. We've all been. We've all broken bad news. Mm -hmm. uh, look at us. We're doing great. Uh, as well as Tyler Wilgus. Hey, Tyler. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yes. Just hey, thank just, you. Oh, just think. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, appreciate thanks, Tyler. you. Um, for those of you that uh, that enjoyed that, and uh, if you want to uh, be a part of that, head on over to jeffmay.com, Patreon.com/slash JeffMay. Excuse yes. me. Um, for access to that as well. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of new stuff coming. So that's fun. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Uh, I also have other tiers that are in there and we have more tiers coming that I'm going to start sneaking in there. So we're having a good time. Yeah. I think I might do, I think I might switch it up for my birthday. I keep saying I'm going to bump up the producer tier um, and I don't because I feel guilty about it and everybody tells me I'm an idiot for doing that. But uh, I don't know. It's hard. I fear change. Yeah, but I want to bring some new stuff hard, in. I wanna, but, you know, I want to bring some some new things in. It's, you, 
if I mean you're you're producing some quality stuff, I know what you're doing behind the scenes and all that, and it's definitely worth the bump, in my humble opinion. Yeah, but I just want to be. I know uh, you still yeah. want to be. You, you still want to give people some good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where you just want. I, like, I want to keep being able to work. But man, I was having this conversation um with Mike Choi, friend mm-hmm. of mine, Mike Choi, mm-hmm. uh, like earlier today, because uh, I I ran into him this morning because uh, he's in town, and I was like, um, he's he's like, oh, so, and I was like, yeah, I got a recording, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, those are fun, right? I'm like, they are. You know what's not fun? All of the parts before and yep. all of the parts after, yeah. because nobody tells you when you are your own boss that you no longer have a schedule. Yeah. Unless you yourself, the boss, are making the schedule. And if it's not part of your job description naturally, like even if you're a manager at like a footlocker that has to make the schedule, that's part of your job description. But here, like you don't have a governing body right. to make you do it. Yeah. So you get that freedom. Of and, doing something and on like top this. of that, you know, the manager doesn't have to sell shoes on the floor. No, it's I'm selling a conversation. Yeah, to people. Exactly. that is you know. harder. So hard. Yeah, um, I, I love it, though. I like I, I'm, I'm so happy that I get to do this. Uh, work is still work, though. It sure is. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it sure is a lot of work. Um, speaking of work. Yes. You got to work with J.K. Simmons. I did. Was that on Farmers? Yes, I was. <laughs> You're just an insurance, I, I'm just an insurance commercial, guy. commercial. Well, it's funny because I'm. Uh, I was also a uh, co- marketing copywriter for an insurance company too. Uh, yeah, because and had- I'm and I'm doing similar work now uh, as a copy editor. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I hate insurance. I hate the concept, but you know, pays the money. But yeah, I uh, I you won't be able to actually see my face, which is why I brought it up earlier. Yeah. But I was one of three criminals dressed up like shrubs attempting to steal a car as J.K. Simmons uh, tells a person to park near street lamps to deter thieves. And he kicks a lamp and the lamp brights up and we all kind of like, yeah, we've been discovered and we run away. Really? Yeah. I I got to work with J.K. Simmons. Uh, he, He is as awesome as everyone says he is. Yeah. Uh, he jokingly just looked at all. This was shot on a very hot day in Burbank. So any day in Burbank. So any day in Burbank. And between takes, there would be a massive giant fan in which we'd have to lift up our very pokey shrub outfits in order to cool ourselves off. Oh, so you look like Corey Feldman in the beginning of Gremlins when he takes him when he's walking around with the Christmas tree? Yep, yep, yep. And... It's it's hilarious because uh, you know J.K. Simmons just walks up to us. He's like, "Yeah, I do all the setup, and these guys get the laugh." And I'm like, and "He's." And later in the year, he won the Oscar for Whiplash, and it was just like, "Oh, I work with an Oscar winner now." I'd be like, "Switch, switch paychecks." Yeah, yeah, you can have. You want to go swappies? Yeah. You know, no, but uh, that was a that was a fun day. That was you know. It seems like no matter what I do, I end up sweaty and uncomfortable in the most high-paid gigs. It's always me in some form of... I'm, I'm never just sitting... Well, actually, there was one gig in which I just sat down, and it was nice and fun. And that was a different commercial. What was that? I'm trying to remember what the product was. All I know is that J.J. Watt was in it, and I was... Oh, it was for fantasy football. Because I was apparently one of his fantasy football, football buds in it. And all oh, I did was really? sit on a couch and I was like, yeah, ooh, 
I heard he's like the nicest guy on the planet. He's a sweet man. J.J. Watt. Yeah. Like J.J. Watt's one of those guys that's just funneling money into his community. Yeah. Which that's nice. Yeah. I love when when you see athletes and what they do is really, I mean, athletes, but in general, just people that do really well for themselves. I am very fortunate that I have yet to experience any divas on, on a set. I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I When I worked on the cooking show, uh, there was a, there were one or two of the 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 celebrity guest chef judges that were just ass i was i i think i was i in my midwestern way i think i was sort of being a little bit of a diva when i was um on a daytime tv show called the real and i was dressed in drag by rupaul and that was different and i was only a diva because because that's I was what asked, that's called when you dress like that. Well, no, no. What what happened was, is, you know, we were in a state of undress and they wanted me to wear gym shorts and they wanted their own version of, you know, because of logos and all that type of thing. They're like, OK, we're going to get you some gym shorts. And I'm like, OK, here's my size. And they got me a size smaller. And I'm like, I can't fit in these. And the guy's like, no, dude, it's not a problem. I'm like, yes, it is. These are my genitals that are being crushed. We need to fix this. And fortunately they did, but I had to get, I, I gave them my, Hey, this is a problem voice. Then I gave them my, Hey, this is a problem voice. Yeah. And I hate, and the problem is as you are aware, being a fellow largeman, we're not allowed to get mad because the presumption is if we are upset with something, we will, we will uh, respond with violence. Yeah. Which we don't because we live in a f***ing society. uh, By the way, giant giant men are the least likely to get violent with you because we never have to be. We never have to be. Like, it's a double-edged sword. But the other thing is, is like, if you're in a professional setting, like, there have been times in which I am the largest person in the office and all that type of thing. And I disagree with a colleague and I talk in the same tone that I'm talking right now. And then you're called in by the manager being like, hey, man, you were, you appeared intimidating. I'm like, okay, did I raise my voice? Well, no. Well, did I? It was my body language. Was it my body language? Well, no, it's just that you're 6'4". I'm like, okay, can I shrink? And then I'm, I'm literally telling you, this isn't a for instance. This has happened. I literally went through the, all that. And then my boss just looked at me and went, you know what? You're fine. No, just get out of yeah. here. It, but that it happens weird, all the time. It's a weird form of discrimination that big that yeah. big men get, where like we're treated, and also because of the stereotype of right. like, well, you know, the taller men make more money on average. I'm like, I haven't seen that paycheck. Yet. I haven't either. Why are you putting the larger sizes on the lowest rung? Why are you? Um, it, there's the presumption the, again, the presumption of violence, the presumption of being paid more. The, uh, I'm not saying that we don't have a privilege. We really f- do. Yeah. But in certain spaces, you know, I, I become, I, I've become a lot empathetic for certain folk, uh, just because. Well, I was the guy that the security guards just look at while I am browsing, or you know, this, that, and the other. So many different. Yeah. I think he's mowing six lawns outside. Something tells me that because it's like, oh, my God. I think he's drunk. He has to be, right? He sure does. I mean, I don't know what their deal is. They're not, they're ni- they're nice guys, by the way. I, I, I was talking shit on them earlier. And also, that's like one of those things where I realized like afterwards, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be shitting on the help. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like this is shady dude that we 
I mean, that does this for a living. Yeah. Dude, it's so funny. Uh, we had breakfast the other day. Yes. And the reason we had breakfast the other day is because my roommate hires a clean. By the way, when I say roommate, I don't live in an apartment. I live in a house. Uh, and my roommate works outside of the house. And I either am working here, just working, or I'm not here. So in order to, like once a month, we have a cleaning person come in. And she came in and she was like, you leave. And she just like kicked me out of the house. And it was so f- funny. And I was like, you want to go grab breakfast? And then, and then you're like, why? <laughs> it's like, you're like, it's 1030. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I got kicked out. And I, I love it. I, I love her. She's so funny. That, that uh, The cleaning lady is so f-ing funny. And just her being like, you leave. Yeah, you just go, like, yeah. get the f- out of here. And yeah, I was yeah. like, yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm okay. Out. Sure. I'll see you later. And I was, trust me, I was jonesing to get the hell out of my apartment because I was holed up for the last, I don't know how many days. Yeah, we we are we are oftentimes holed up. Um, one of the things I want to talk about too, yes. um, because we're we're gonna wrap in a little bit. And yeah, yeah. We have some bonus content <laughs> here. Uh, wrestling, pro wrestling. Yes, you are an you are the ring announcer, and also uh, I, you I, do commentary. You, I was you the were ring the ring announcer, and then I uh, then I was asked to become their a lead play-by-play commentator mm-hmm. uh, after subbing in a few times. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm there. I am their lead uh, play-by-play commentator and it's pretty much myself and a uh, fellow friend of ours and possible friend of the show, Rivers Langley. Rivers Langley is great. Uh, he hasn't done this show, but okay. he's great. He's a, a, a wonderful, wonderful man. I adore him. very. Listen much. to episodes of his podcast, Goods of the Woods with Jeff May and myself. I did uh, a, I did an episode. One of my favorite podcasts I ever did was the Goods for the Woods episode on the Billy Ripken 1989 yep. Fleer f- face baseball mm-hmm. card. And he didn't even know that I had the Billy Ripken f- face shirt um on there i love that episode yeah it was perfect but but yeah i uh i'm a giant wrestling fan i've um you know written a bunch of you know different uh comedy articles revolving around wrestling particularly for bunny ears uh and all that type of stuff and it just got to a point uh in which rivers and his uh rivers got involved with wrestling pro wrestling which is a local uh, promotion out here in Southern California that focuses on it's a comedy pro wrestling promotion in with lots of giant it's, big characters and foam it's, costumes and stuff. It's the energy that I got because I've gone and yeah. I love it and mm-hmm. a lot of times our schedules don't mix yes because it's a monthly show so if it doesn't click on the right time i can't make it it's sometimes it's been up against mint on card yep when it was on fridays it's on saturdays now. it's on saturdays now. Yeah. yeah um i think there were a couple times where i was literally out of town yep um i love it it's one of my favorite things to go to oh. uh it's so much fun the energy that i get is it's a little bit kaiju big battle a little bit but that, leans yeah a little bit more into the comedy aspect of the the performance itself and it also has um beyond that too kaiju big battle was all people in suits smashing into each other um which was very fun but also like it 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 got a little old yeah we we try to get the variety aspect out of it and have at least one or two like legit matches matches between uh performers that are you know in wacky characters but they can go dude some like there were some some wrestlers that i've seen that were very impressive and people that i've recognized in the street Mm -hmm. that i was like (laughs) oh i know that guy that guy's like i forget who he is but there was this 
giant muscular ripped black dude with like a like a oh, Watts. A, yeah watts mm -hmm. and that dude i saw him in public and i was like oh i know who this is watts is an incredible performer uh fidel bravo i'm gonna leave out so many names uh fidel bravo darwin finch uh Dar is darwin finch the uh, the guy with like the one different colored eye no darwin finch is the punk rock poindexter okay uh he's it, I want to say that many people play many, many roles yes. in WPW as well. I've noticed that you, you look at someone, you're like, wait, weren't you just in the ring before? We we also get people like Shane Hayes, Dark Sheik, and, um, uh, and Fred Rosser, who are big names in the indie wrestling scene that perform elsewhere for our little adult adult swim muppet comedy show it's so funny yeah. and, and it's it's one of those things where like because i went earlier on when it came out like when it when it was there and i was like i love this and then i i was going when i could but that was when it was fridays mm -hmm. and you guys moved right up against mint on yeah, card we kept bumping into and i your was show. like yeah i was like i really want to go to this I really and wanted to go to Mint on Cards. So I, I know, but it, yeah. and, it, and it was like, but I, I loved it. And I was glad that you guys are are, are back. I went to uh, the most recent one I went to. I saw like John Angara was there. Um, excuse me. Uh, and like um, Julia was there and a bunch of uh, Julia Prescott. Yeah. Who, yeah. Great comedian and writer. She wrote, you know, one of the best Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors of all time. Yeah. And, no, she's amazing. Uh, and she was there. And like, it was like, we all, nobody knew we were all going. We like people just individually go and we have so much fun. There, there are things that I remember that, that stick to my head, that stick in my head. One is King Girafadora. Yep. Came out. He's my favorite Kaiju. And, and I, I was laughing my ass off. It was, it was Ghidorah, but a giraffe. Mm -hmm. three-headed giraffe that bit some dude's arm off it was so funny um the most recent show that i went to everybody that entered the ring kept tearing their quads yep <laughs> uh which is such a funny wrestling in joke um it's it's a it's a really great wrestling joke if you know about the history of people blowing out their quads in wrestling it's mm -hmm. very common but to have all of the wrestlers keep blowing out their Not, quads so yeah um so we booked uh for that particular night we booked a Shane Hayes versus Watts and what honestly on paper would have been an amazing wrestling match. And then Shane Hayes goes up on the top for his entrance and just goes, yeah. And then, Oh, he tore his quad and he's writhing on the ground. And so Watts is laughing. And as he's laughing, walking over towards Hayes, he slips and ah, he tears his quad. And then the referee is checking on both of them. And the referee just kneels down wrong. And ah, she tore her quad. It's like, okay, we got to send some, send some people out in order to kind of carry them out and, and just one after another, just over and over, just beat the bit to death. And it was, it glorious. was really great. Um, yeah. there was also another bit that stuck with me that I have laughed about all the time is the Rilf, <laughs> which was a, a, a hot, re a referee in hot pants. Yep. And he, they just kept calling him the real. And I kept laughing at this idea of just the, like there's referees, there were regular referees, and then just a sexy just this, referee in hot pants just called the buff, Rilf. Buff referee, yeah. And, and it was hilarious and brilliant, and I loved it. Um, it also created that connection, uh, and I may have told you this, but when I hosted Freddie Prinze Jr.'s panel <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> at uh, Motor City, mm -hmm. um, you know him. Uh, we we know each other. Yes. He, he yeah. he's a big wrestling guy. He's been Huge in wrestling the wrestling fan. industry for a long time. He loves it. He's he's 
he announced that he's going to do a project in wrestling. Hosts another podcast called Wrestling with Freddie, which is very good. Um, and he and 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 I asked you mm-hmm. to, to 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 say like I don't want you to introduce me. I don't need that. But can you just let him know that he's in good hands, even though he doesn't know who I am? I'm going to take care of him or whatever and give us that connection. And you were like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I told him, I was like, I think we, cause he and I've been in the same at the same shows. I'm sure. you. And have, I, yeah. I told him, I was like, you know, I think we've, we've been in the same wrestling pro wrestling. He starts losing his mind. We're supposed to go out and do a panel and he can't stop telling four people like his agent and then like two people that work for Motor City Comic Con. And he's like telling them about why wrestling pro wrestling is so great. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, we got a, we got a panel to do. And he's like, it's just so much fun. And I love talking about it. We, we love, we love Freddie and we yeah. really, uh, we really appreciate him kind of shouting us out in so many different avenues. Yeah. Um, We're very fortunate. You guys recently got a big bump. Yeah. Because the, the resurrected G4 partnered up with you for a live uh sort of streaming event yeah right? well we uh we had a segment uh we actually had a couple segments uh in which we invited one of the hosts Kasim, uh over to just interview our talent and get in, and he got involved in a in a match well not a full match but you can you can watch it just google wrestling pro wrestling uh g4 network and you'll be able to find it and then uh we had a couple of our kaiju over on set for attack of the show to play a game of uh, pretzel, which may seem like Twister, but it's definitely legally distinctly not Twister. Yeah, uh, it's 100% the, not 100% Twister. 100% not Twister. And uh, I may or may not uh, have been dressed as Sam Squatch, our Bigfoot. <laughs> Sam uh, Squatch. And uh, Samantha Squatch. And uh, yeah, uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Got to showcase King Desi. Got to showcase everything, and uh, we had a great time with them. They had a great time with us, and hopefully, we'll do some more stuff together because uh, we were open to it, and they seem to be open to it. So, tune in, watch, and maybe you'll be able to see us again. Hopefully, yeah. And if not, it's still fun. <laughs> it, it's hilarious to me because uh, the way it happened naturally is that um. One of the uh, one of the producers over there, Vanessa Guerrero, is a big WPW fan and a she, friend, friend of the former show, friend, friend, of, friend of the friend of the show, friend well. of the show, yeah, well. friend of the former show, friend, friend. of ours. Actually, friend in general. she ran the killer mic where we she met. did. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, and she uh, but she just saw like, oh, this this show that you guys do is exactly the same type of humor and style that we do at, at Attack of the Show and just helped, uh, you know, played matchmaker and. Um, and it just went from there. Uh, but yeah, uh, WPW, aside from Termin- WPW and Terminator Nerds are my two favorite shows to do out here in LA. It's, uh, yeah, because you do so Terminator fun. Nerds. Yeah. Well. So, uh, which is a, a great sort of like a, a roast battle as fictional characters. Yes. Kind of yeah. Thing, I, uh, that you guys do it. That's that was that that was with. Um, it was at the UCB Theater. It is now over at Dynasty Typewriter. That's not the worst place to end it up. Really, yeah. It's actually, it's a very nice, uh, no, no slam against the uh, UCB Franklin, which is an established theater, but yeah. Dynasty Typewriter is 
That's fancy as hell. It's, <laughs> it's it's like leaving a it's like leaving a, a Porsche to go into a Bentley. Yeah, like you yeah. left a great thing for another equally great and comfortable. There's uh, a reason. There's a reason thing. that several of our uh, contemporaries and famous comedians have recorded their albums there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There. Dynasty's great. Dynasty's wonderful. Um, what this is one of, like a lot of people ask me when they're coming out to LA mm-hmm. what to do and I I and they're like I want to see Mint on card and I want to do this and blah 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 and I was like all right and they're like let's see if it'll match up but I always suggest if you can make it to wrestling pro wrestling you can I have a friend of mine who was in town who's a big wrestling fan and I was like you have to go to this I'll go with you like just one of those things where I I cannot suggest it enough I I love it uh, if, if you guys get a chance go and see wrestling pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, as well. And if you also get a chance, uh, why don't you head on over to Twitter, twitter.com and follow my friend Eric Barnes at Eric with a K W Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S, just like the name you see it on there. Um, follow Eric, read his articles. You have articles with, with you have a, a nice back catalog of articles through companies like Bunny Ears. Cracked, you have a lot of great articles. Shout out to Logan Trent, friend of the show. Yes, definitely. Um, Shout out to Logan. Love that man. Um, for for knowing exactly how to tap you. Uh exactly. How yeah. to ta- just that's it. Just how to tap you. Um what Shout else? out to Hannah Michaels. She and I co-wrote a lot of stuff together Shout- in my back catalog. Yeah. And, as well. Shout out to Hannah. Um, what else am I missing to uh, push the promotion? Uh, just uh, just essentially the Twitter. That's the easiest way to find whatever I do. Uh, follow Wrestling Pro Wrestling at Wrestling PW. You get to hear. Uh, by the way, when you go to the live show, you get to hear uh, myself and Rivers call the matches over the loudspeaker in real time and riff, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, follow at Wrestling PW. Follow Terminator Nerds. Uh, just. Uh, if you listen to the Gameplay Unemployed folks, I'm, you know, I, I'm not involved with Gameplay Unemployed officially by any stretch of the imagination, but these are my friends, much like you do the movie Jeff nights. I do the movie nights uh, with them. I uh, occasionally, occasionally do a, a hype cast or uh, something like that. It's been a minute since I've been on a hype cast. So it's a, yeah, it's been a minute since I've been on a yeah, hype yeah, cast yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, um you've done yeah. unpopular opinion you've i've done unpops uh essentially whatever jeff has done i've probably yeah, done yeah, it at some point we're because we're in the other. same circle um but yeah uh and subscribe to jeff may's podcast so you can listen to the rest of this conversation well that's right because we've got something very we've got a, a very fun thing uh you and i are going to talk about uh some weird and interesting places that we have ended up Ooh. Uh, by accident so that's what we're going to talk about on, in the bonus content which if you want to hear and you're listening to this for free again, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May and you can get that bonus content we're going to talk about. On top of that, you can also hear Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl, my month in review, a uh, monthly show that I do, as well as more coming. Uh, we've got I've got so much more projects. You really up. do. I, I have I have a lot of things I'm going to start working into video. I have these new podcasts coming out from the producing the big producer tiers where I co-host with somebody. So I've got um, nerd as well as effing nerds. Uh, these are the two um, shows that I have coming out um, either on my Patreon, but also they're going to be for available for free everywhere. On top of that, you can check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Love Network. Love that f- podcast. People seem to like it. 
Go to the back catalog. Listen yeah. to me talk about Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles awkwardly. <laughs> Good times. We have we have. Fun. That was a while. That was like two and a half years. Something ago. like that. Yeah. We've been at it for over four years. I know. That's nuts. It seems wild when people ask me how how many episodes have you done. I was like, oh, like like two hundred and forty. Yeah, something? yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but you can check uh, Tom and Jeff watch Batman out on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. You can also check out You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast for people who don't like sports. Uh, and unpopular opinion, both on the Unpops Network. I think you don't even like sports is the one that um, is weirdly the more the most cultish of my shows. Whereas it gets the highest reviews to the lowest number of of people listening. Like people hear sports and they don't want to listen. I, here, here's the yeah, that's the irony of it. Because here's the thing: I'm also not a sport. I'm legitimately not a sports person by any stretch of the imagination, but I love listening to that podcast because the, uh, you know, you and Adam picked the right people because they are, these sports figures are just insane humans. We take months. Yeah. But here, here's a funny, it's a, it's funny because for example, Tom and I, it's just, all right, what are we watching this? Week? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much like, oh, well, you know, back when it was like, we were doing movies and stuff, I'd look and I'd be like, oh, I guess we're doing this and be like, fine, we're doing that. But with you don't even like sports, Adam and I go, we we text back for weeks trying to pare down who the proper like oh. we just bailed, I think, on Lawrence Taylor. We thought we were going to do Lawrence Taylor. And then we we're like, well, I don't feel like because he's already sort of like in, gone through this redemption process and he owns all of his problems. And we're like, I don't know if he's the right guy to yeah. do that. And that you would not think that we would put that much thought into it and be like, oh, this is a famous person who's wild. We won't do Mike Tyson. Yeah, because Mike Tyson's already got enough stuff about him. So who needs another one? If you if you were one of those people that are like, Jeff, why don't you do a history podcast? He does. And it's called You Don't yeah. Even Like Sports. And shout out to Adam Todd Brown for being one, one of the best researchers. I mean, he's a great podcast host, of course, but like he's got the most underappreciated ability to research. Adam Todd Brown is one of the most underrated journalists and uh, commentators, uh, political commentators of our time. And I'm not saying that because he's a friend and I'm not saying that because I've been on his shows. It's it's legitimate. He puts the work in and his output cannot be denied. Well, there's a reason. Somebody had recently re recirculated his Ace of Base article mm. and somebody below it wrote, this is the guy that predicted Trump's victory a year out. Yeah. And nobody believed him. Yeah. And he, t he predicted exactly what was going to happen. And I, I do think uh, Adam should get that shout out. Agreed. Oh, um, uh, but anyway, this isn't about Adam. It's about you. No, Eric W. Barnes on Twitter, <laughs> uh, wrestling PW, follow wrestling pro wrestling. If you're coming to LA, try to sync your trip up where you can see wrestling pro wrestling. Cause it, it's, it's, uh, and chances are you're going to see amazing. me there. If you listen you'll, to this show, you'll and see you want to, <laughs> Yeah, we may, Fred, okay. if, if he's not busy, Freddie Prince Jr. Might be there. <laughs> if you want to meet me. Go to Wrestling Pro Wrestling, mm -hmm. and you can meet me while I'm watching Eric work. Uh -huh. if, if you, you want to meet, meet Eric, me, go to Mint on Card, yeah. and you can watch Eric watch me work, which yeah. I think is very great. And if you want to watch both of us work, listen to this show, which you sure. just did. There you um, go. Thank you all free listeners, or, or listeners that for some reason don't want to hear the rest of the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you had enough. Yeah. Are you done with us? Uh, for the rest of you, well, we'll see you in a couple minutes for some bonus, a couple minutes, literally seconds mm -hmm. for some bonus content. Okay. Bye. Say bye, Eric. Don't drink your water. 
farewell. I thought that was the, the, the send off by. Fair, bye bye. Farewell. Farewell. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.